Well, thank you for joining us on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, and I have the uh, honor and privilege of co-hosting this program with Carol Zorniel, Executive Director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She's past chair of the Board of Directors for the National Council on Aging and a member of the RAISE Family Caregiving Advisory Council under the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert on caregiving and on addictions as well as with us. And I'm going to throw out the topic for today's Take 10, and I'll do it with a short little story. Uh, the guy who taught me talk radio, a guy named Jerry Knackman, uh, taught me that the key to talk radio is not talking, it's listening. And his point was, if you listen to what people are saying, you don't ever have to think of questions, you don't have to think of follow-up, you'll be part of the conversation, and you'll be linked together in a way that is positive and productive. And so I want to toss out listening as a skill, Dr. Jamie and Carol, uh, that not a lot of people have pioneered or embraced. I'll take it for the sec- first part, because Carol's got a wonderful take, I'm sure, from her gerontological part and her own family caregiving part. But you're so right, Ron, and, and so was your mentor, because literally when you step back and let somebody else fill the silence and they see that you're interested, or not see it, forgive me, experience that you're interested, meaning that they really feel your presence, that you have the compassion to bear witness to their story, then they will fill in the blanks, and they will be able to give you much, much more information about what's going on inside of them and what's going on around them emotionally and in terms of their historical sort of life. We call that in therapy, literally, motivational interviewing, which is kind of a Rogerian, Carl Rogers sort of technique and and a group therapy technique that allows us to facilitate and set up the energy, but become quiet and let our patients and those who we have facilitate fill in the gaps. Now, is that where you're pioneered saying, "Uh uh-huh? Exactly. Carl Rogers was that uh uh-huh actual uh, theorist. He came from the University of Chicago. He was powerful beyond belief, and everybody laughs because he always gave what we call unconditional positive regard to his patients. And he said, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and validated everything they were saying. And they just went on and said more information than any 10-page questionnaire that a therapist could concoct. Now, I saw that in practice in the medical field. My late uncle, Sal Saad, was a family doc. And when I was a kid, he took me uh, on house calls that he would make. Uh, and he would later tell me, uh, you know, it, you don't need big fancy machines. You don't need big long questionnaires. All you have to do is get the patient talking and listen to what they say, and they will diagnose the issue for you. And it worked. I saw him do that time and time again. Carol? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about listening, and and years ago, I think I was reading about um, Wallace Simpson and the King of England when uh, Edward stepped down from the throne uh, because he fell in love with Wallace Simpson, and they were talking about, you know, why, you know, how in the world did this happen? And And people that had met her said she had the ability to make you feel like you were the only one in the room or the most important person in the room. Uh, every time. And they said it was just this amazing quality. And it was something that I always wanted to emulate. And I have fallen so far short of that. It isn't even funny. Um, But, you know, when you think about listening, if you think about, I'm going to make that other person that's talking 
feel like they're the only person in the room or the most important person in the room, it really forces you to shut up, <laughs> look at them, <laughs> and totally change the way you're you know, actively listening to someone. You know, Carol, you're so right. As I supervise um, social workers for licensure, that's the hardest thing in the world. To be perfectly blunt with you, for somebody as therapist or any one of us to do that, to be able to be quiet, to bear witness, to allow somebody to feel safe who's in presence of, of us and be able to listen and go with their story requires us to also take care of ourselves. Because it, let me take this to since this is a caregiver show and the caregiver 10 minutes. Um, caregivers who are hypervigilant, who are walking on eggshells, who feel they have to say and do everything in the entire world, have a sense of anxiety sometimes, and depression. So to be safe and allow the person in front of you to, to actually fill in, you yourself have to be on two feet and not be anxious, not be hypervigilant, not be depressed. So for therapists, they have to be in therapy. They have to understand to get comfortable with the silence. And that safety, once they are, there's nothing like it with a client, a caregiver, or a caree who's in front of us that we're taking care of. Right. And 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 I think, you know, for, for caregivers, how do I know I'm on two feet? You know, and and there's a feeling when somebody when somebody's in distress and they're talking about think about a friend who's in distress and talking to you, do you feel like they are pulling you under with them? Or do you feel like you are have the you know, the little floaty that you can give them and help hold them up. And if you don't feel like you can hold them up, that you're part of that lifeline that you're going under with them, then you're not on two feet for sure. You're not helping them and you're not helping your loved one who's also has a chronic illness because if to get on those two feet, and we're doing it at WellMed a lot now with breath work, um, really for us as doctors and, and as clinical administrators, assistants, charity work, anything, but to get on two feet, you have to go from drama to drama to drama. And in between, we're doing breath work. Remember, four, seven, eight, breathing in for four, holding for seven, blowing out for eight. And that allows us to become proactive, really put our two feet on the ground and ready ourselves for the next drama, leaving the one we're in behind us. Now, if you've just joined us, he's Dr. Jamie Heisman. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel, our co-host as well, is here. You're listening to Take 10, and we are delighted to have you on board. Carol? Well, you know, so active listening. The other analogy that I think of is in ballet, you know, just standing at the bar and holding the position at the bar. If you're doing that correctly, you begin to sweat because it only looks like nothing's going on. It's actually very hard to look relaxed and be in the appropriate position hanging onto a ballet bar. You know, and active listening is something, it's like that. It engages your muscles. You know, it requires participation and you have to think about what does this look like? What, you know, what lines am I casting? And, you know, and, and if you can visualize yourself listening, you, you, you can engage yourself more. Um, right. and, and, and this is one of the things I do absolutely the worst. I have had this conversation with my family that I don't appear to be listening. And as I observed myself over the holidays, they're absolutely right. I don't look like I'm listening. I got the phone. I got the TV. I have the person I'm, you know, I'm cooking, I'm doing, I'm not projecting that I'm listening and I mean, and I'm actually not listening. Yes. So, you know, so often I, I get absorbed I, in all the stuff and the activity. I, I always love your honesty because, and you really bring it out well, because that's a great example. And for us as therapists, we call this client centered 
therapy. Because you don't, and listen, as caregivers who are listening, you don't need to condone the behavior that you're listening to. You don't need to actually agree with it. You just have to accept it and be on two feet because acceptance shows your willingness to listen and understand and to respect the person in front of you as a human being. So you don't have to condone it. You just have to be able to accept that that's what you're hearing. What would be an example, uh, Dr. Jamie? Well, to be honest with you, when, when I listen to a story of, of a person, well, I'll, I'll be as quick as I can to an addict, actually, who's in the street, who, who I may or may not be able to relate to. Um, they go through this incredible story that morally just starts triggering all these things in me. How could you do this? You know, the judgment piece will come out of me. But then I realize I have to start where they are at. And where they are at is their world of reality. So to do that, I have to have an empathetic style of interaction. And I have to express acceptance towards their story without judging. It was like what we talked about last week. You know, we have to assume positive intent. And then after we do, then we can just accept. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting. There's some things you have to turn off to be a good listener. And there are some things you have to turn on to be a good listener. Yes. Humility is what you need to turn on, by the way. Humility that you don't have the answer for the person in front of you, but that maybe the answer comes in just bearing witness and being there for them and letting them emote and converse. Carol, you get the last word. I think, you know, uh, that that would be, it's great. Let's go out and practice listening and come back and see what did we do differently. I like that. That's our assignment for the week. Thank you. Carol Zerniel, Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you for joining us on Take 10. <laughs>